0: Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien.
1: Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, We have a terrific show for you today. I can't wait to get to it. But we will wait a second because first we need to hear our message for our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank. Bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com business. Okay, we are back in Business Talk. Like I said, we have a terrific show for you today. Uh, We are honored and privileged to have with us Charlie Epstein. He is the Senior Vice President of Hub International and Epstein Financial, actor, producer, director, man about town, writer, author. I forgot to mention all those things. We're going to use up all our time just giving all your introductions here, Charlie. How are you?
0: It's great. You know, I was thinking this morning, George, you and I have been at it, what, 43 years? We've oh, known come each on. Other? It has
1: not been that long. It has not been. Long. Back to Law Meadow High School, 1971, I believe. It well, actually,
0: the then it's more, it's longer than that. It's 50, 50 plus, 50 plus years. years. Yeah. Incredible. So,
1: so anyway, uh, we're going to talk today about your show coming up. It's called Yield of Dreams. I, I feel like uh, David Letterman on the late show. You can be. Uh, I don't know Harrison Ford. We'll talk about your your upcoming show. What do you get? Actually, three, you know, three, three it's, shows it's, on Broadway. We'll, go, it's, no, well,
0: it's perfect that you said Harrison Ford because I'm here in New York and my wife. We just took an apartment uh, up here at Lincoln Center in February, and my wife keeps shipping furniture here for me to build. And you know, Harrison Ford before he made it big used to build furniture. Yeah. Well, furniture, he did studios, anything just, you know, it's the actor's life, anything to get by. I'm lucky that, uh, you know, my big sponsor is my company Epstein financial that supports these dreams that I have.
1: Okay. We're going to talk about yield of dreams. This is a one man show. You are the show uh, and it blends your two passions acting and teaching people about financial security, financial literacy, uh, having a, a secure retirement, uh, all of those things. Tell us about your two passions. First of all, let's talk about acting. Uh, then we'll talk about, uh, financial security, and then we'll talk about how you smash them together in yield of dreams.
0: I like that smashing. Well, you know, I like to say, George, I was born with a divine discontent my uh, grandfather was concertmaster at Riddy City Music Hall in the 1920s here in New York. My mother, Margaret Bertain, was a Juilliard-trained opera singer. who I like to say was on her way to a career at the Met. She gave it up, you know, to have kids. And then my father's side of the family. His father, my grandfather Max Epstein, was a successful accountant in Hartford, Connecticut, his whole life. And my dad, Bob Epstein started his own women's clothing store in the 1950s called Deb's right on bridge street. And eventually gravitated over to his best friend's store, casual corner store. We all remember casual corner, Mm -hmm. their home office used to be right there in Enfield. He worked for them for 38 years. So, you know, I have always had this split between wanting to be an entrepreneur and wanting to be a performer and an entertainer. Mm. So the, you know, last, uh, you know, from the time I was in middle school at Glenbrook Middle School and did uh, a comedy routine in Yellow Bellbot Bottoms, was again my first big laugh. I always wanted to be an entertainer, but, you know, I also was an economist, went to, to Colgate, got honors in economics and lived in the theater. So it's always been, how do you straddle these both worlds and finally bring them together in a way that's cohesive? and meaningful, not only to me, but to my financial clients.
1: Now, this is your second year doing Yield of Dreams. You uh, opened the show last year. I believe you did it in Northampton. This year, you're doing it at Holyoke Community. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. The show came together last year, and and you uh, did a lot of, of prep work to get it ready. I assume you're doing that again, but you actually went to the real field of dreams. What was that like?
0: Yeah, I was lucky. There's a gentleman by the name of Nick Nanton. He's won 22 Emmy Awards. He actually just finished Dick Vitale's uh, documentary. Hmm. And we traveled all over the U.S. and we went out to the original Field of Dreams field in Dyersville, Iowa. And I will tell you, it was, it was in the middle of the COVID, but there was nobody there. So it's a, it's a shrine. You know, that movie, Field of Dreams, I've probably seen it a hundred times. I cry in all the same spots. And what's the theme? You know, a crazy guy mows down his cornfield to build a field of dreams so his hero, Shoeless Joe, could show up and play baseball. But it's really a metaphor for, you know, we're all dreamers in our lives. Everybody grows up wanting to be something that they probably don't become. And what I'm curious about is what holds people back from achieving their dreams and why people don't Go for it because it takes big risk. It takes uh, challenging yourself. And most people are afraid they'll either fail or they'll run out of money or they just won't succeed. And that's really what this journey has been that I've been on from the time I went out to the field, the Dreams Field, to we started writing the show during COVID. And then, as you pointed out, we did the show last August in Northampton, Northampton Arts Center. Mm-hmm. We sold out. We had amazing feedback. And George, it was one of those moments in my life where I just felt so satisfied. You know how rare that is? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, yeah, there were things we needed to fix. There were things we needed to improve. The show was too long. We needed to edit and cut. But they loved it. People loved it. And here's the curious thing. They actually wanted more financials talk than storytelling. They wanted to learn more about the way we approach finances and talk about people's myths about their money. So we really discovered a lot of amazing things that we're now working on putting in the new version of the show. Hmm.
1: So tell us more about the show itself. Again, it's one man. Telling stories, passing on some wisdom, passing on some words or advice. And it comes at a really interesting time for uh, a lot of people, the baby boom generation, is moving into retirement. We're seeing a lot of turmoil in the markets right now. Uh, it's just a, a good time to have uh, a, a talk about money and retirement and uh, getting ready for it and being secure in retirement. So, uh, kind of hit the highlights for us so that uh,
0: yeah, so we we'll bark we'll, we'll it on their calendars. And first yeah, of all, when is the show? It's June twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth. It's at the Leslie Phillips Theater at Holyoke Community College. Why am I doing it at Holyoke Community College? Well, I've been on the board of trustees, uh, Governor Baker put me on about four years ago. I've been blessed to work with Christine Royal, the president, she's a force of nature. And we're doing good work uh, at a competitive price for people that need an education but can't afford going to you know the big schools. So, I'm putting it on there. It's our 75th anniversary. And here's the deal, folks. If you buy a regular ticket, it's $35, and I keep that money. But we've got different tiers of tickets two times, three times, four times. I want to get you to donate so I can donate all the money. So, if you pay more than the regular ticket price, I'm going to donate 100% of the proceeds to support HCC's 75th anniversary. The other reason I'm doing it there is uh, I made a pretty significant donation to the theater department last fall. And I'm working with the head of the theater department. We're getting the students involved in the show. And that's really the other thing, financial literacy for students. We don't teach financial literacy in school anymore. Actually, I don't think we even did it when I was going to school, unless you you know were at a college where that's what you were studying. So if you're a student, student, it's free. Come to the show. And my mission is to hold up in the light, George, people's myths about their money. I've identified 15 myths people have about their money. Like, my house has to be paid off when I stop working to be happy. It's a huge myth. My father had that myth. Or the equity in my home earns a return or owning a home is a good investment. I mean, people have myths about their money and those myths prevent them from really living their lives. And you made a good point, George. We're in a, uh, what I call a a globalization change. We're going from a global world to we're disconnecting. There's a lot of disruption, supply chain issues, inflation, uh, the Ukraine war, people are worried. But we approach finances differently. And I tell people that when they come in to our office for the first time, I say, you know, I view my biggest job after 43 years is not to get you to save and invest your money as it is to get you to spend your money now. Because this is the healthiest you're ever going to be right now, this moment, right now. The problem, George, is my industry is always berating people to save more money. And they save and save and save. And then they get to our age, you know, in their 60s think about transitioning from work and then they're petrified to spend money because it's going to run out. Okay. Well, you're listening to business talk,
1: a podcast presented by business West in partnership with living local and sponsored by people's bank. We're talking with Charlie Epstein, actor, writer, financial services, expert, extraordinaire. He has a show coming up called yield of dreams. We're talking about that show and Myths. Myths about money. Tell us a few more of the myths that you will dispel. Well,
0: I'll give you an example. Uh, I told you my uh, grandfather was an accountant, so my father worked his whole life, was really successful, and when he decided to retire at age 68, there were two things he thought were going to be true. He'd be in a lower tax bracket when he retired, and his house would be paid off. Well, in 1992, he retired he had a six-figure income when he was working. He'd saved enough, so his income didn't change. Bill Clinton came to the White House, and guess what? Raised the marginal tax rate. So there went that myth. My dad was actually in a higher tax bracket. And then when he moved to Florida to build the house of his dreams on the golf course of his dreams, he was going to pay cash, let's say 500000 And his financial advisor said, Bob, I want you to take out a mortgage. And my dad said, A mortgage? no, I'm going to pay cash. And the guy said, no, take out a mortgage. And my dad said, how long? And the guy said 30 years. My father said, what are you crazy? I'll be dead before it's paid off. Guess who his financial advisor was? It was me. And I said, pop, go to the bank and see if you can get a mortgage. So he comes back and he can get a 30 year mortgage, George at 5%. Now he's in a 40% tax bracket. The first 15 years folks of a mortgage is all interest. And if you itemize, you can deduct the interest. So his net cost to borrow that money wasn't 5%. It was 3%. And I said, Pop, if I can't make you and mom more than 3% net on your money, fire me as your financial advisor, <laughs> right? We averaged 7%, 8% during his lifetime. So he put down 100, borrowed 400, and I invested that 400. And that's a myth. I, I was just meeting with clients two days ago in my office. Beautiful people, no debt, they just haven't saved enough. And they had 7,000 left on their house. I said, you know, you got a quarter million of value in here you could use to do all the things that you want to do. So these myths that people have about their money, they inherit, and they're not even aware of the impact. So we spent a lot of time with people just understanding their thinking about their thinking about money, which then gets into their dreams and their passions. What do you really want to do? And how are you going to fund that? Especially in these turbulent times, right? Everybody's worried. right? Um, luckily, last fall, we started moving people out of the market. I mean, we had been 14 years in what I called a 16-year secular bull market. And around September, October, we started repositioning our clients. Man, are they grateful for what we did especially with the markets being down 20 to
1: 30%. Well, the general advice is to stay the course. I don't know if that advice is still good advice in the turmoil that we're seeing right now and of the situation that... uh,
0: Depends on your time horizon, right? Depends on your time horizon. And you have to be more tactical today. You know, you have to demand of your advisor that they're being more proactive on your behalf or that what they've recommended is going to take care of you in the difficult times, as well as the good times, it's easy to make money in the good times. I view my job is to protect people's money during these bad times. And that's what we're doing. And that's why our phones aren't ringing off the hook.
1: Hmm.
0: But, you know, I, I appreciate you having me on here today because what I'm really about at this stage of my life is, try to inspire people to think about what was that thing when you were growing up, you said you always wanted to do and why not do it? Mm-hmm. You know, people think they have to keep working longer than they have to. It's really interesting. I'm, I'm lucky. I get to have these great conversations with people and challenge their thinking.
1: So go back to yield of dreams. Uh, Tell us about how this is blending, not just financial advice and and, and busting these money myths, but uh, we're we're entertaining at the same time. How do you entertain while you're passing this? This
0: Yeah, you know, (laughs) when I, uh, uh, let's see, it was the October before COVID, I reached out, actually the January before COVID, almost a year before COVID, I reached out to a dear friend of mine, enormous uh, marketing genius, Mike Koenigs in San Diego. And I said, you know, I haven't been on stage in 13 years. I'm a professional actor. I'm part of the Actors Union. I would come into New York and do shows. I did them at Mount Holyoke. I did a one-man show at Stage West where I played all seven characters. I said, Mike, I think I want to go back and do stand-up. And he said to me, Charlie, you should be like Leno and Letterman and Fallon and hire a group of comedians to help you write this show you have in your head. And that's what I did. I flew out to San Diego. I got in a room with three stand stand-up comedians, Mike and another woman. And I remember the first morning I looked at these guys and I said, so what were you thinking when Mike said, you know, that I got this uh, old Jewish financial advisor who wants to make money funny. (laughs) Like (laughs) how do you make money funny? And I started telling stories in my head, my client stories, um, But when I was flying out to San Diego, and I like to say the angels or God, whoever your spirit is, will put things in front of you that if you listen, have huge meaning. And I sat next to a very successful guy on the flight from Atlanta to San Diego who started asking me, George, about yield. How do you get yield in this environment we're in? And what I found out is, Even though he was successful, he wasn't doing what he was passionate about, which he wanted to run a nonprofit and make an enormous impact. And I said to him, why don't you do that? What are you waiting for? You're 50 years old. He said, no, no, I need 10 to 12 more years to get more yield on my portfolio, right? Why wait? And one of the comedians, when I told that story and I told him how much I love the movie Field of Dreams, he goes, "You know, the name of the show is Yield of Dreams. And that was it. The door opened. By the end of the two days, we had the walls covered with sticky papers and stories. And um, three months later, COVID hit. So I built a studio in my office building in East Long Meadow and started rehearsing and working on the show during COVID. I hired uh, Susan Daniels, who used to run Mount Holyoke Summer Theater, brilliant director. Um, I actually have 25 people working on this show, set design, executive producers. And, uh, you know, we waited till COVID broke. And then I reached out to friends and clients and said, look, I'm going to do this show. I don't know what's going to happen. I'd love for you to come and get your response. And the response was overwhelming. It worked. Um, And we also got, you know, people that we weren't doing business with called us up and said, I just was really taken by your approach to money, your philosophy on life, your passion. I want to be a part of that. We want to come work with you. So that was a signal we were on the right track. So what I'm doing now is the show was too long. It was like an hour and 40 minutes. (laughs) I don't know how people sat through the whole thing, George, but they did. So I hired a new playwright here in New York, dramatist. And uh, we've worked for the last eight months on getting the show down to 80 minutes I hired a new director. As a matter of fact, we just started rehearsing in New York last week. I'm in New York uh, yesterday and today rehearsing. These are brilliant people. And the other thing I'm learning about this process and I share with people is, are you willing to collaborate? You know, you have a great idea, but you can't do it all yourself. Mm -hmm. So I've got two executive producers, a director, a dramatist. we got a whole new website, marketing people stage managers. um, And it's exciting because I never know where we're going to end up. You know, it's living on the edge. It's like being on a tightrope. Can you get across to the other side without falling on your ass?
1: Well, let's hope you can. (laughs) I'm sure you can.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, we did last year, so.
1: Okay. The show is called Yield of Dreams, uh, June 23, 24, and 25 at Holyoke Community College. Where can people go to get tickets?
0: Thank you. So if you go to yieldofdreams.live, like fieldofdreams.live, that's our website. And you'll be able to uh, get tickets there. It's $35. And as I said, you'll see there's different tiers. If you buy a ticket price for two, three, or four times, we'll donate 100% of that money there. Students are free. And why come out? Well, maybe you haven't been to anything. It's been COVID. I promise you an entertaining evening, and you will walk away going, wow, I think I need to reassess things, or it'll be a validation of what you're doing in your life. And please, if you've got kids in, in school, bring them to the show. This is for everybody of all ages, and it'll be an entertaining evening, I promise you.
1: And we're okay. going to do good. Yeah,
0: thanks, George. All
1: right, Yield of Dreams. Okay, Charlie. Thank you for being on. Uh, we'll have you back soon. Uh, as always, very enlightening and entertaining. Uh, again, thank you for having or thank you for being with us,
0: George. Always, it's a great relationship with you and Business West folks, and uh, appreciate your having me on. Don't forget June twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Yield of Dreams Live. Peace. Okay.
1: All right. Thank you, Charlie. And thank you to all of you for listening. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.